0: What's up, fools? What's up? Welcome to the Married to a Podcast. Welcome. I'm Richard. I'm Vanessa, and we're Team Ramos.
1: Back at it again, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, welcome back. Another episode here, another week. uh what's that?
1: Uh, we're halfway through seventy five hard damn yeah, man. It's been a week, and it's Monday <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, today was today was fun. Um,
1: no complaints. it was just a day.
0: yeah, that's for sure, yeah, like you said, halfway through seventy five hard still going strong. feel like things have gotten a little harder
1: we're kind of plateauing right now so we need to kind of shake it up yeah get past that wall
0: it's mostly just kind of dealing with a little bit of work stuff at the moment nothing bad just
1: we're just busy yeah you know we've been having to come into work early or stay late so we have to adjust our schedule on the fly for Mm -hmm. our two workouts and get our pages in make sure we get that water in
0: yeah yeah it's it's been tough that's for sure but you know, can't make any excuses. Still got to keep going at it. Overall, though, I'm I'm liking the results.
1: Yeah, same. Uh, I'm down 10 pounds mm-hmm. since we started.
0: Yeah, I'm about the same. Yeah. 20 overall since we started shifting our diet, too.
1: And let's be clear, we weren't trying to do it just to lose weight. We were yeah. just trying to do it because we want to, to say we've completed this.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and we're probably going to do it again and push ourselves a little harder this next time around. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very happy with what we're getting so far. Me too. So,
1: so what are we talking about?
0: We're talking about culture. I th- I think that's actually a really good segue into it too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, because it's it's, it's breeding a culture, For a new culture, our, our
1: own relationship, yeah, and within ourselves. Yes. Yeah. So. Would you say we have had a culture together from the beginning? Or do you think that this is this is us building a culture for ourselves right now?
0: Mm, that's a fantastic like, did question. We, did we
1: think we had a culture and it wasn't really a thing? You know, it was just makeshift?
0: You know, that's a great question. Um,
1: oh, good job, me.
0: <laughs> I actually think we didn't necessarily have a culture right off the bat.
1: After doing this for only 39 days. Are
0: you talking about now? Like within the past 30 some days? Well,
1: no. I was just going to say after doing this, yet looking back, mm. I, yes, I would say we didn't have an actual culture yeah. established.
0: Well, so a little bit of yes and no. Mm-hmm. So yes, in the sense that, you know, since moving, since starting this new job since, you know, kind of shifting our uh influences, shifting, you know, kind of who we're, who we're wanting to listen to, you know, the people that kind of motivate and inspire us to look at things differently. I think we started to breed a different culture for ourselves. I think we started to kind of, I guess, morph into kind of a new phase of our lives, mm-hmm. which has been really beneficial in multiple ways but you know i think um i think yeah on on the opposite side of things we didn't necessarily have a set in stone culture before that what did we have i think we just kind of were there (laughs) (laughs) we had
1: band culture well well it's it's
0: kind of it sounds kind of silly, but we we didn't necessarily have a, a direction we didn't really have I guess a drive to do something great you know like mm-hmm. we had our we had our music culture like you just mentioned, and that was to be great at that craft so I guess we had an element
1: oh, yeah I was gonna say I don't totally agree with that.
0: Well, we had an element of mm-hmm. it, I think, but now it's it's all kind of coming together to to kind of complete the puzzle of a much bigger picture. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, what do you think?
1: Well, we had band culture. We had that for those established of, for those people that
0: are not familiar. do You want to explain that a little bit, kind of elaborate.
1: How do you explain that to people who? Uh... Um, okay. So I guess what I mean by band culture is, and I mean, B-A-N-D as in band camp, (laughs) um, band culture where we, we try to do reps. We, we try to approach life with taking reps. And I think that's still a good kind of very fundamental base to start with. Like, Things in life require reps Mm. just to get there, to get better. Um, And, you know, band culture offers many different philosophies. So you could learn one way under, you know, one type of staff, and then you can get better and think maybe this isn't the philosophy that works for me. Mm. I think I need a new technique. I need a new approach. So I'm going to go over here and try this out. Um, That's really what I feel is is band culture is
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: obviously we have a little bit of that military influence because of when we started doing band Mm -hmm. so basically you know making sure you have pride in your work um there's i guess quote unquote good conformity Mm
0: -hmm. in
1: the organization um but we're not trying to you know stifle anybody Mm -hmm. uh but I mean, I think that's that's all I can think of on that right now.
0: As far as band culture? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think to the militaristic background of things, you know, for those of us that don't know, marching band started, you know, from a military background, you know, the color guard would uh, toss sabers and rifles to mimic, you know, legitimate guns based off of the guard right
1: like traditional color yes Mm -hmm.
0: so you know it's all based off of a militaristic background and that's kind of the band culture that we were brought up in where it was all just discipline Mm
1: -hmm. perfection commitment
0: commitment to excellence and you know just having that like you said pride in your work to to squeeze every single drop of perfection that you could get out of it and i know obviously perfection is you know not attainable but trying to reach greatness in any way and trying to squeeze as much out of that as possible yeah i think that's kind of what i guess that would be my summary of the band culture that you're kind of talking about Yeah, no
1: i think that's better than mine
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I guess so
1: that's where we started.
0: Yeah. So I think that was individually kind of our culture, but it wasn't something that we talked about when we were, when we started dating.
1: No, it's just what we went through when we were dating.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of stuck. Yeah. But again, we to never, this
1: day, we still use some of it.
0: Yeah. And we never talked about it when we were dating and even when we first got married i think the only time we ever really talked about culture is when you know maybe our second apartment together and it wasn't even really a dedicated culture talk or like a dedicated you know philosophy thing it was just more of a we i think we were talking about kids one day
1: well yeah i was going to say i think we just noticed a shift
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: culture with the kids that we were teaching Mm. and that was something that you and I took to the staff and wanted to make an effort of building a consistent culture Mm. for in order for the the group to be successful every year
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and then you know that kind of got us thinking a little bit more about what culture really means to us both individually but also within our relationship too yep so you know, from that point, I don't think it ever really came up again too much, maybe here and there, but more recently after we went training for tinting and whatnot, and we got introduced to, you know, the shop that we're currently at now, um, you know, we really dove a lot deeper into the culture side of things and, you know, what does it mean to us, what our, our personal core values, you know, what exactly are we trying to achieve on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. You know, what are we trying to achieve, you know, every day, every week, every month, five, 10, 20 years down the road?
1: Yeah. And I think at that time too, we started saying, you know, culture is king Mm -hmm. in our relationship and in establishing a good work environment.
0: Yeah, 100%. And that was something that we were trying to push a little bit more um, before we ended up leaving the other shop. You know, culture is king. And, you know, obviously that's kind of a big thing when you start talking about getting everyone on board as a team. um, For the music scene that we were in, getting everyone on board for, you know, the same approach on whatever it would be. But at the end of the day, culture is king
1: yeah so i guess what are some examples of culture in the work environment i mean what what? yeah what are those pieces look like
0: well kind of referring back to our previous culture right our cultural experiences Mm -hmm. and we're not talking about you know like hispanic culture you know anything like that as far as our nat our our nationality or anything obviously we're talking a little bit more about uh, slightly more nuanced intangible thing right mm-hmm. as far as what makes us who we are
1: and the lifestyle we choose or yes. the work environment or the I guess work style yeah we choose. Th-
0: that's what we're talking about in this episode here so you know to answer your question um, and referencing back to the point you were making earlier with that culture you know just taking pride in your work trying not to just let the simple things go um, because that's the whole saying of how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we heard this on the pod another podcast uh, earlier this week or last week. And it was how you do small things or how you do large things too. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're leaving one small detail, just thinking, ah, no, one's going to notice then you're just gonna keep letting that bleed and bleed and bleed and fester and grow and grow and grow so you know for me i'm i used to be a big culprit of that and there's some times where i still catch myself kind of letting that happen but i need i continue to try and work on that to help myself be the best that i can possibly be for the team Mm -hmm. at the shop yeah so for me that's probably number one um making sure that your workspace, you know, regardless of what it is, is up to par and, and beyond, Mm -hmm. you know, I absolutely hate when, you know, people leave their shit lying around.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it irks you. (laughs) It does.
0: And you know, I'm not perfect. And I, I, I do it sometimes too, probably a lot more than what people would think, but you know, that I think it's, it's shitty because, For me, mentally going in the next day and I see just a big pile of trash, I think to myself, like, oh, fuck, man. Like, now I got to deal with this. I got to deal with this and a change in the schedule from Mm -hmm. overnight. Mm -hmm. Now I have no time to clean it up because I'm busy.
1: It kind of goes back to the whole, like, you always have tomorrow, but you still have to do that one more thing tomorrow.
0: Yes, 100%. Um As far as those, as far as my, like, non-negotiables, I guess, as far as culture is concerned, or my must-haves, so to speak, I think those are my top two Mm -hmm. to at least kind of start. And there's, you know, other things here and there, too, where, you know, having a good attitude and, you know, being open-minded and, you know, be be accepting of change, you know, being flexible, flexible, you know, like those things obviously help promote a very healthy culture. But those to me, yes, are important. But the the first two that I mentioned, you know, keep keeping your workspace up to standard and beyond. And then taking pride in your work are my absolute top two. Yeah,
1: I think I can add on to those two with um basically piggybacking on pride. Um like work taking pride in working with people or serving customers. Mm. Um, I mean, I think that's important to me just because I'm mostly the one dealing with clients face to face. Um, and the old shop in here at the new shop. So that's very important to me is the face to face time with clients, making sure that they are understood. And if, if I get a client who at the end of the project, they don't, they felt like something was missed. It, it's, it's just a, it's a bummer to me. It's, mm-hmm. I definitely failed Um, that. And then,
0: well, if I could just tack on to but, that real yeah. quick too. um, You know, there was one point where within my first month or so, I was cleaning up a car, and you know, this wasn't taught to me as far as you know what to do at the shop. I just took it upon myself to you know take some paint gloss or bead maker, um, which are, for those of you that don't know, it's a detailing product from PNS. Um, basically, after a PPF project, which I wasn't installing PPF at the time, but I was in charge of cleaning up the vehicle, so you know I would take paint gloss or bead maker and spray and wipe down the entire car. And I don't remember who said it or something like that, but, you know, someone said to the effect, I really enjoy the fact that you take the time to make the customer's car look nice. And in my head, not trying to sound demeaning or, you know, kind of like a of course, sort of thing, it's just people are paying very good money for A, their car, and then B, for this service. So they're why paying, wouldn't
1: you make it look
0: nice? Right. They're mm-hmm. paying top dollar for what we're providing them. Mm-hmm. And we are we are the premier shop in Slow County mm-hmm. and potentially further out than that, too. So why wouldn't we go the extra mile to take pride in our work and make their car look basically brand new
1: mm-hmm.
0: as much as possible and within reason? right because the detailing products are pennies in the grand scheme of things yeah but the review the experience the smile on the customer's face
1: the return that you can get from that customer the potential
0: return that you can get from them yeah is absolutely 100 percent priceless yeah it's like the mastercard commercials right Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but sorry continue please
1: no, uh, I think that was it. Um, I think maybe one other point would be maybe processes and protocols in your culture at work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think those are key. Um, you know, just the, those are the the building blocks. I feel like of a good culture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, those are my two points. to Add onto yours.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, then, how could we? How can we make those parallel with? you know, our relationship, not necessarily ours in particular. I know we can use examples, but, you know, in someone's relationship, how can we essentially kind of draw lines and compare the two?
1: Well, I guess taking pride in our work, I, I feel if we took pride in what we do for each other, Mm -hmm. how we approach each other, um, i not to say like you're my work, (laughs) sometimes (laughs) i can be well i mean technically yeah i have to supervise you oh yeah but
0: (laughs) sometimes (laughs) i'm a piece of work
1: yeah yeah
0: but (laughs) anyways
1: um yeah i think just handling things with care in our relationship um, Mm. making that extra effort to tell you i i think you look good this morning or to say i'm and I I like the way you did your hair today. It, obviously, whoever in the in the relationship can say it, but things like that, hmm. um, small words of affirmation.
0: Hmm.
1: I think that's taking kind of taking pride in the relationship because well, you're yeah, like acknowledging that to your your spouse. Yeah,
0: and, and you know, taking pride in being the best um, significant other. That you can be yeah right so whatever that means to you whether that's you know reading a book a month to to help with your mental health your your self-help stuff your mm-hmm. you know just overall betterment if that means
1: doing everything you can to be almost at 100 percent all the time for your spouse yeah
0: and if that means you're working out five times a week to be in the best shape of your life to look like a smoke show for your significant other than hey i mean you know more power to you but yeah that's a great point in terms of taking pride
1: maybe is your house in order if you're living together mm. or is your house or your apartment in order
0: uh well like let's kind of go in a little deeper on that then and uh, not even just talk about the physical keeping your house clean right Uh huh. let's go into like the emotional mental oh, and yeah. all of that sort of and thing that's too. what
1: I meant really yeah is is that in order
0: you know like obviously sure like when you walk into someone's house and it's a fucking pigsty then yeah that is a is sign number one that shit's hitting the fan yeah <laughs> you know like either yeah. some some cat or dog has died in the room over <laughs> or or you know they're just a hoarder or some yeah. shit like that, you know, something's wrong, but, you're a hoarder. <laughs> um, you know, uh, there's the physical part of it, of course, but you know, you look at the mental part of it, the emotional part of it and, you know, as weird as this is going to sound, but this is a big deal for a lot of folks, the political side of things too, mm-hmm. you know, there's some couples that can absolutely deal with being on the opposite side of the aisle. Yeah you know, of, of politics, but they can make it work for them because they can communicate mm-hmm. their points clearly and they can respect each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that term keep like, make sure your house is in order yeah, before you start commenting on my shit. Yeah. Right. But I think kind of diving in a little bit more to it, it's to me, it means make sure that we're on the same page
1: mm-hmm.
0: in almost if not everything that we could potentially think of mm-hmm. right and especially when you get kids involved
1: yeah you have to be a, a front <laughs> yes
0: and I know we referenced that on like episode two
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and I I think that's something that we could even talk about more at some point or another but You know, once you start getting kids involved, you have to be a united front. You have to be able to make sure that you're a a solid unit that no matter what is an unbreakable force. And then if there is something that you disagree with or whatever, you know, you take care of that behind closed doors like we talked about before.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, that can we can get into the weeds on that as a whole another episode. Yeah. But no, I think that's a really good point. Um do we have relationship protocols or processes?
0: As far as processes and protocols, I don't so kind of like how we talked about on the expectations episode.
1: That would I think that would count.
0: Well, that, that's kind of the thing, though, is like we didn't necessarily talk about protocols and processes and stuff like that as far as, you know, who's initially kind of paying for what. It just kind of fell organically. Yeah. And then we ended up having the small discussion of, you know, you can only afford this. Mm-hmm. I can afford this. So we'll just kind of make that happen. You know, but as far as processes and stuff, I mean, we haven't necessarily talked about anything, I don't think.
1: No, but I think, like you said, there's just some organic processes that happen sometimes, and some some couples might need to actually set some sort of protocol or processes for each other because they, because they don't see each other 24-7 every day mm-hmm. and work t- together like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but-
0: well, and I think to kind of keep going on that just a little bit, it just kind of popped in my head and it's kind of the stock one, right? Where if it's something to where the husband is the breadwinner, they make all the money or whatever. And, you know, the, the wife cooks, cleans and raises the children. I mean, you know, taking the 1920s approach, right. Or whatever, you know, that in it, in and of itself is a process and a protocol where, The husband is the alpha; Mm -hmm. they are the last say or the final word, and then the wife is supposed to support him in that.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. You know that's
1: like a standard protocol,
0: right? And Mm -hmm. that in the in and of itself is a protocol and Mm -hmm. and procedure, right? Now, I'm not saying that that's the right way.
1: No, it's just a way,
0: right? And that's that way works for some people. We know some people that that works for, but you know that is just an example of some sort of process that doesn't necessarily work for us.
1: Yeah. I would say we kind of have a back and forth process where, you know, sometimes you need to be the alpha and I need to be able to support you in that. And then Mm -hmm. sometimes we switch where I'll need to be the alpha in whatever project we're on or whatever, I guess whatever thing in life we're trying to tackle together.
0: Mm Hmm. No, it's true, and it's kind of funny because, again, this is we're we're kind of unique in this way, where those (laughs) sorts of things happen organically to Mm -hmm. us, and to other couples, it could as well. But you know, it it's not guaranteed that for all couples that work together and see each other twenty four seven that that would happen. Yeah. You know, you do kind of learn. the body language you learn the tonality of the other person but that doesn't always mean that you're going to get what they're really trying to say Mm -hmm. right off the bat which then is going to work as far as you know setting a procedure setting an expectation or anything like that
1: yeah i'm trying to think of like a recent example from from us Mm. where we kind of had to take turns uh, taking the lead
0: well i mean i think this is a perfect example just us looking into this potential property that we're looking to buy oh yeah well,
1: <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: the biggest thing that's been happening the, us recently yeah
1: so <laughs> you know I'm just distracted by trying to record this podcast so. <laughs> um,
0: yeah I mean I think that's a perfect example not to say that you know you've been the alpha on one part of it and I've been the alpha it's been more of You know, looking at the the potential of this place, Mm -hmm. uh, pulling back a little bit, me me pulling back emotionally a little bit because, Uh you know, just getting a little nervous. It's our first house, potentially, Um, you know, you're still super excited. And then we're kind of going back and forth and we're just kind of bouncing ideas off of each other, bouncing our emotions off of each other.
1: And we just are taking turns, taking the lead, really.
0: Exactly. When
1: one of us needs to kind of pull back and go through the process the other one kind of needs to kind of step forward and get in the light and and just be able to reel each other in
0: yeah and I think you put it perfectly like step in that spotlight when you know the other person's kind of shying away just for a second because it's kind of a scary process yeah you know being able to to try and buy a house even if it's you know if it's a million dollar house or if it's a three hundred fifty thousand dollar house, you know, it mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's a scary time, it's a scary process. And um, you know, you definitely need both people on the same page in order to kinda to kinda get it to where you wanna want it to be. Yeah. Both emotionally and mentally and, you know, sometimes even spiritually.
1: Yeah, and like to be completely transparent, you know, it was the first time in a while where we really had i guess an argument but it's not really an argument but it was just a like a tiff back and forth because mm-hmm. we weren't communicating clearly and i think fully transparent with each other because we were just both scared of upsetting each other because this was this is a brand new situation for us mm-hmm. it, it, it's a first <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> We don't have many of those.
0: Yeah, 10 years in our relationship, five years of marriage, and we're still hitting our firsts and something. So, you know. Yay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's a good example. Um, yeah, I, I feel like we try to have the same culture with our relationship as we do at the shop.
0: Well, yeah, and I, I think it's important, especially again, because we work together, mm-hmm. right? It is important for us to be able to to translate what it is that we have at work and be able to back it up at home and vice versa, because we can't live. I guess this is kind of where I stand with it. I don't. I don't think that we've actually talked about it, but I don't think we can live two separate lives in that way where we live by one set of rules at work and then another set of rules at home.
1: No. And you know, we've kind of already adopted, you know, we have friends that call us team Ramos Mm -hmm. and we've adopted this team dynamic uh, with each other ever since we've been dating and been in the working (laughs) in the field together. Um, So I think that's a good point to move forward on is, uh, what does a team dynamic look like for couples?
0: For like couples that work together, or just couples in general?
1: Mm, I guess couples that work together, because that's what we're trying to keep. <laughs> that's our that's our niche.
0: Um, I mean, it's different, and that's the cop out answer, right? But it's it's absolutely different. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> the, the, well, the, I think we have a good, I think we have a good grasp on ours, but I think it's different and the formula changes from from couple to couple because you know ours is completely different from someone that is in the exact same situation that lives in let's say boise idaho yeah you know the environment of of you know kind of their work environment and even their you know living environment could greatly affect their processes and procedures their relationship, their working environment. they could It could affect basically any small thing and have a completely different formula than how we do things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, well, okay. So let's go back to just a work environment. Um, no couples right now. Mm. Uh, having a team dynamic in your work environment what does that look like to me? I think a real team environment is basically where you're working for each other. You're working together, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily. You're working with each other, not necessarily only working for the owners of a company. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, that's I mean, when you boil it down to bare bones, if you're working At a company that you don't own you're working for the owner Mm -hmm. but i guess it depends on the culture Mm -hmm. right so if if you if the team members of that company really feel like they're not just getting tossed these projects and making a buck for the owner then that's a unique position to be in because you i feel like you would feel empowered as a team member there as an employee uh, to to be able to excel, to grow, mm-hmm. and to be able to keep bringing more to the table for whatever wherever you work.
0: Well, yeah, you feel motivated to do your best.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Um, and I'll actually give an example that has nothing to do with us or our industry or anything. Um, for those sports fans out there, uh, I believe it was two years ago at this point now but the Las Vegas Raiders had a coach, John Gruden, AKA Chucky, um, who got fired, (laughs) the whole thing. If you don't know what it is, then just look it up on Google. Um, Basically he got let go and they had to have an interim head coach, Rich Pasacha. And what's crazy is that, you know, the Raiders were just not doing well under this coach. Uh, John Gruden, and then you know Rich Pasacha takes over, and then all of a sudden the the team starts to rally around this guy, who you know doesn't have head coaching experience. He's been an assistant coach for a very long time, and he takes this head head coach position, and then the team rallies around this coach, working for him because they're motivated for him because he's treating them with mad respect he's treating them like a they're human beings but b as the adults that they are he's not because if you think about the dynamic of the nfl right like you have grown men talking to grown men Mm -hmm. so you know i think that that kind of gets lost from time to time as far as you know that dynamic especially as just observers of the sport but it's literally men talking to men, not men talking to kids. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, it, it's just cool to see that at any level, whether it's the pro level or even down here at our quote unquote, you know, not pro level of <laughs> something um, not yet. that it all kind of works the same. You know, your team members could rally behind your head honcho, the person in charge, the owners of the company.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's a nice example. Um, well, do couples have to worry about working with each other versus for each other? Do you think we have that?
0: I think that's something that you have to kind of figure out between the couple. You know, I think there is a difference between working for each other and with each other.
1: Yeah, I think working... You can say working for each other, like, I don't know what's a good example. Like, you can always say you're working hard for your spouse Mm -hmm. to provide for your spouse. Or you can say you're working hard at the gym Mm -hmm. to, you know, keep your health uh, up. So uh, you're here for your spouse, for your family. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can obviously say you're working for your spouse in that way, but. I mean, I think it could be just a flip of perspective, um, saying working with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And I guess it depends mm-hmm. <laughs> if you actually have that dynamic, that team dynamic with each other where, you know, we work out together. We very rarely work out apart. And I think it works for us because we are working with each other Mm -hmm. to push the other to succeed to get into whatever shape the other wants to feel that we are going to hit our goals Uh, so I guess we're working for and with each other at the same time Mm -hmm. in that situation
0: yeah and I think if you had to because I noticed there's some people that you know you can't or they can't um, do both. Yeah, They have to pick one or the other. They can mm-hmm. only focus on one part more than the other. So you know, I guess if you had to choose between the two, I mean, I would probably pick working with mm-hmm. your, your spouse, your significant other, because I feel like it's a bit of a healthier outlook on things.
1: A perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a healthier perspective on it, only because once you start working for someone that's an a nev- sorry that's an ever lasting uh, cycle of potential negativity, yeah in my head and Well, that, yeah, I feel like you
1: can breed resentment
0: exactly, and that's where I was gonna go with it you know you can you can start breeding resentment because on on both fronts too like yeah. as the recipient of quote unquote being worked for <laughs> or working for right the other one Um,
1: because maybe that's not what you want (laughs) right like
0: maybe maybe you don't want to work for your spouse maybe you want to work with them but Mm -hmm. they're expecting you to provide something so then that breeds resentment on potentially both fronts
1: and that's a disproportionate relationship and there's just dysfunction in that culture
0: right and not to say that that relationship is going to be dysfunctional Mm -hmm. but that is a point of dysfunction that is a record scratch for sure Mm -hmm. so you know i think looking at it from the perspective of i'm working with my significant other to breed a new culture of winning like we just talked about and you know a couple episodes ago Mm -hmm. um to breed that culture to breed a betterment culture for the two of us to breed a culture of constant progress, whether yeah. that's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual progress. You know, I think that's that's actually something that is a better outlook than working for or trying to provide for my family, yeah. for my dog or for, you know, my, my spouse or something.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, would you say, I guess I can call it a, a provider mentality could be a bad thing to have.
0: I think it can be.
1: And, you know, like global, uh, your example, I think was good of, you know, if someone doesn't want to work for their spouse, they want to work with their spouse, but the spouse doesn't reciprocate that. Mm. They only want it one way. Yep. So. That provider mentality on the other end, you know, on the receiving end, let's assume, like, the wife wants to be provided for. So, there's the provider (laughs) mentality on her end, you know, which that's not what her husband wants to do in this situation. So, that's that's where I think a provider mentality could be a bad thing.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I kind of chuckle a little bit because I... I'm not trying to shame anyone or anything like that. It's just to me. And I know I can speak for us at this point too, that a wouldn't work for us.
1: It doesn't compute.
0: <laughs> and then B it, it's hard, man. It, 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 it's hard. And I'm not speaking from personal experience because I haven't had to deal with that But just even putting myself in that situation of being the husband and providing for someone that is wanting to be provided for.
1: That has those expectations.
0: That to me sounds exhausting.
1: Oh, I bet. Yeah.
0: It just sounds so exhausting. And, you know, again, I'm not trying to shame anyone. I'm not trying to shit on anyone. I'm just saying that as the husband that would be providing, I would probably, with my personality, I would probably start to build some resentment because it's in today's economy, especially, with how things are going, inflation's at an all-time high, you know, the the dollar is worth less than it's ever been, and you're expecting me as the husband to pay for for the house, to pay for the food on the table, to, you know, make sure that we have health insurance to make sure we can save up for retirement. I have to pay for the kids' education. I have to pay for all the bills here, there, and everywhere. That becomes a lot. Mm -hmm. That becomes a lot. You know, if there's some other deal that you guys work out or something like that, then sure. But just thinking at it from a thousand foot perspective, in this case, that just sounds so exhausting and so. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna. I guess it'll sound like a kid, but it just sounds unfair,
1: uh-huh. you know.
0: And it just sounds shitty. So, if that works for for you guys, anyone listening, then that's fine. But you know,
1: it doesn't work for us. Yeah, it would and, never work.
0: And I just think that you know, if if you guys. Can come to that agreement and you're happy with that fucking good on you that that's (laughs) cool man but i think at least setting this the mental standard of knowing if you're working for or with each other is absolutely paramount
1: yeah yeah i agree
0: and I went on a long one at that one. Sorry.
1: Oh, no, I, I think it was good. I think I think that's a lot of information that people might, you know, like or hate, and that's why we're doing this, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, if you're if you're interested in anything that you know we've talked about so far, you know, don't be afraid to shoot us a DM or something, and we'll be more than happy to talk and share our opinions further. So.
1: Yeah, please, guys, reach out. We're gonna try and have more things for people to engage, so it'd be cool. At least to we're know gonna your try to. Yes. We're
0: we're definitely gonna try to. Yes. <laughs> well do you have any other things or
1: um I think I know I think that's a pretty good one right now.
0: Any other closing thoughts?
1: Uh I guess kind of going back to this new this First, that we're going through together and talking about culture. That this is a a big step, potentially a new step in our life where we need to really make sure our culture is ingrained here Mm -hmm. between me and you. If we get this house, it's gonna mean a whole lot of changes again. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to know that I'm not scared, I'm excited. And I, no matter what, you know, well, they could say no and we know, we don't have to worry about it and we'll try again. But on the chance that it happens, it's going to be awesome.
0: Yep. I agree. And I'm excited for the potential and, you know, I'm excited that I'm doing it with you. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. Nope. But, yeah, that, that was a good one. I guess, you know. Culture's king, man. Yep. Get your shit figured out.
1: Let's make a shirt. <laughs>
0: I'd be down, or All a right. hat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I guess that's it.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, we p- always appreciate you guys with the support. You know, make sure to give us a a rating on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you're listening to.
1: Follow the Instagram page. Share the show, please. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let us know if you want a shirt that says culture is king. Maybe we'll do it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Married to it underscore podcast on the social. Until next time. See ya.